Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. This episode of The Sharon Tapes was made possible by our supporters on Seed and Spark. Nicole Burkett, Shirley Casperson, Gibbs, and Daisy Sheridan. If you'd like to support the show as well, please go to patreon.com slash homesteadcorner. For as little as $5 a month, you get early access to ad-free versions of episodes, a special behind-the-scenes podcast, and patron-only AMA live streams. Before we get started, this episode contains existential dread, discussions of religious fundamentalism, corruption and cults, familial separation, and mentions of drug use. Content warnings and a full transcript are available in the show notes. So, that's why we're headed back to Oslo. We should get there early tomorrow. Wow, I hear you. Yeah. First, I'm just relieved to know that you're okay. Me too. And Sam and Ren too. Yeah. And Ned? Not really sure. I... I don't know how much I can trust him after what happened. It's interesting, though. He sounds like he's genuinely scared. Maybe. I mean, how would you put it? Um, he said that Bill and Rob might be in the source, and they could be... What word did you use? <sighs> Unmade. I suppose anything is possible. Well, just try to watch out for yourself. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I will be. I miss you. Fuck, I miss you too. And I miss our baby. He's been talking about you a lot lately. Oh. You don't have to worry about him. He's having a good time here. He started going to his preschool once their winter break ended. Just a block away from the house. I hope I can see him on his birthday. I think he'd like that. I'm sure you're enjoying the Southwest right now. It's cold as balls in Toronto. <laughs> well, uh, the high desert in January isn't exactly balmy. Certainly not at night. Sleep tight, love. Uh, to tell you the truth, Katie, what you've told me, it's... It's bigger and scarier than I know how to process. But if anyone can deal with this, it's you. 
And what if there's nothing left of me to find? No chance of that, love. You're in the race pool. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. you two are bonding. Just keeping our backs warm and enjoying a bit of quiet. Fantastic. Uh, where did Ren go? He's in his Jack Barsons era. Sorry? Wander in the desert looking for answers. He's fine. He'll be back soon. <sighs> so, is this just what it's going to be like? Eh. Sam, Penny for your thoughts? Not right now. Sorry. All right. How about you, Ned? Just thinking about... Well, you know. Bill and Rob. Them's the ones. I listened to that tape on the drive. Amy said that she only exists because Anna still remembered her. Remembered who? God damn it, I know you can't help your poor little time paradox brain. Could you just like... (sighs) If Anna can do that for Amy, then I must be able to do the same for them. I have to. I guess this place is also... Uh, It gets me thinking. Years ago, before I finally landed on becoming a cop, I considered coming out here. (laughs) Why here? There was this... fundamentalist Mormon cult. Name's not important, there's hundreds of them, but they'd begun to exercise some influence over the region. 
they moved their followers here, started a construction business, undercut all the other bidders to get more and more expensive contracts, and before anyone knew it, they'd been overrun. And this cult was very, very wealthy. At least, those at the top were. And well, I'd always been a fan of the desert. I was wanting to slow things down a bit after Petrograd, so I thought, hey, it's an easy get. I'll worm my way into the sect with piety and consistency, then eke out a comfortable little existence for myself. I'll be influential, but not highly dependent on. Easy money. But there was more going on here than I bargained for. I found some, uh, some darkness going on behind the curtains that even I couldn't abide. What do you mean? At the time, I didn't mind the religious restriction or keeping up of appearances. Hell, not even the blatant abuses and manipulation in service of the ones at the top. You'll find that one way or another in any religious sect. Even a bit of secrets, a bit of indulgence behind the scenes. That much is to be expected of anyone who gets power for nothing. I was ignorant of these fundamentalist cults. Up until that point, I pretty much stayed out of modern religion. I mean, it's much more fun to be on the other side of things. <laughs> I spent plenty of years giving myself anything, everything, anyone that I wanted. But I couldn't abide these wolves in sheep's clothing. I couldn't abide by their feasts. Anyway, they got found out pretty quick. How? Anonymous tip. Police raided the compound and arrested most of the leaders. The rest just scattered. They're still around, sort of, but not nearly as powerfully. Most of them up and left from middle of nowhere, Texas. That wasn't what Bill's family was involved in, was it? No. He's from around Salt Lake. <sighs> Thought so. Still. Still? Uh, hey, Bailey. Give me some memories of Bill and Rob. Between the two of us, I figure we can provide some solid protection for our friends in the beyond. Sure. Uh, let me think. <laughs> okay, I, I remember when Bill talked Ramos into covering Rob's whole dispatch desk and wrapping paper with him. They had to go in at, like, 5 a.m. to get it done before Rob's shift. He thought Bill was away on a night call, so he didn't suspect a thing. When he got in later that morning, his supervisor was so mad at him, like it's like he'd done it himself. Uh, it took Rob nearly 20 minutes to get the desk and everything on it unwrapped. What? They wrapped the little... All the little desk things, yeah. <laughs> the keyboard, the mouse, the mouse cord. Honestly, that's what took the most time. It was taped to hell. You were there? Uh, I watched the security cam footage. We all did. It was one of the, uh, one of the few times I actually bonded with people at the station. Anyway, there you go, Ned. I can remember them with you, at least. Hopefully that'll help when you go to find them. When I... Hold on. And, you know, I, I'm having some doubts about what happened, Morrison in the tunnels, weak, emaciated, 
godlike. I mean, how could Morrison transform into something that powerful after everything he's railed against? And after that long without food and water, he, he shouldn't even be alive. Bailey, listen to me. I'm not calling you a liar. Just it was dark down there. Maybe Morrison had enough power to pull Bill and Rob over out of pure spite, but who's to say he's still holding on to that power? And anyway, I'm still not falling for that kind of trap, no matter who he took. You slimy f- Come on, boys, let's just talk this over. Listen, baby, I'm pulling rank. I've been doing this shit way longer than any of you. I've got shapeshifted and more than a thousand years of experience under my belt. I should be in charge of what we decide, not you. Oh, please. How is shapeshifting relevant right now? I don't know, Katie. Don't you think this could be useful? Um, well... All right, is that really what you think Peter looks like? All right, fine. If one Kate is effective, imagine what we could do with two. (laughs) Stop that right now. Welcome to Two Kates Accounting, where we offer tax advice so good, you'll be seeing double. I'm out of here. I'm going to find Ren. Ooh, that took it out of me. This is why you're not in charge. Insufferable clowns. You're insufferable know-it-all. Light. As it's fading. It's a beautiful sunset. Yeah. You okay? I think so. I'm just trying to believe that this sunset can endure in my memory, if nothing else. I... I see. I've just been wondering if this sunset, this exact sunset, even exists in alternate versions of this moment. Probably not. The probability of this exact sunset showing up in this exact way in a completely different timeline. You'd have better luck getting those monkeys on typewriters to compose Shakespeare. So it only exists here, and it only exists now. But now is... (laughs) Now is an interesting concept, because apparently moments can disappear. They can just evaporate like, like mist, like they never happened. Like there was no me or you or Arizona or desert or sunsets. Like there was always just emptiness. If this is a fragile sunset, if I forgot about it, would anyone else remember? Is that weed? I smoked some of my stash a while ago to try and calm my nerves. It's at least halfway working. Well, that, or the mushrooms. You... Okay. I'll be fine. Not my first rodeo. Although, I am getting some interesting visual patterns. (laughs) I bet. A weird one showed up earlier, though. It sort of looked like some kind of well. Right over there in the gully. A well? 
Why would... That's strange. Strange indeed. That doesn't mean something to you, does it? I... Huh. I feel like it should, but I just... Don't know why. Must be a deleted timeline. Well, I should... I think I should head back. Just wanted to check in on you. Thanks for the consideration, Kate. Anytime. Something else on your mind? Do you think... Do you think we'll actually be able to work together long enough to get this done? Find Bill and Rob, I mean. Can we trust Ned, you mean? Yeah. I'm really not sure. You know him better than I do. And honestly, I think I'm the last person you should be asking about trust right now. nothing. It sounds like nothing. Right? Where's Sam going? That rain cloud. He's all relaxed and ready for bed, apparently. And... And we nearly got physical. Ned! What can I say? It must be my country charm. Something happened over there? What do you mean? You look. Are you okay? I can't remember why I came over here. Do you think. Uh, do you think you and Sam will be able to get along? At least long enough to find Bill and Rob. Kate. I think you might be the only one all of us can really trust. I don't know Ren, and I don't think Sam has what it takes to get this done. I think we're all counting on you to make this work. You were the one who made that anonymous tip, weren't you? about the cult. How? Uh, yeah. Hmm. What? Hmm. You're just full of surprises.
The Sheridan Tapes, Episode 78, Magic Lies Over the Hill. Starring Virginia Spots as Kate Sheridan, James Kane as Peter Slate, Van Winkle as Sam Bailey, Ezra J. Wayne as Ned LaRoe, and Sam Taylor as Ren Park, with original music by Jesse Hawken. Written and produced by Virginia Spots with dialogue editing and sound design by Van Winkle. Visit thesheridantapes.com to view additional content, rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, and connect with us on Twitter at Sheridan Tapes and on Instagram at The Sheridan Tapes. I'm Van Winkle. And I'm Virginia. This is Homestead on the Corner. And you're listening to... The Sheridan Tapes. minutes. A transplant candidate dies while waiting for a compatible heart, liver, or kidney. Imagine a technology that could provide those life-saving transplant organs for a high price, and imagine what a company would do to monopolize that technology. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists unlocks this holy grail of medicine by reverse engineering the genomes of all mammals, creating an animal with organs perfectly suitable for human transplantation. They envisioned a docile herd animal, but one team member had another, darker vision. This ancestor is anything but docile. The team's work spawns something big, something evil, something very, very hungry. Ancestor is a complete serialized fiction podcast by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler with all episodes available. Binge the entire story now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.